I want to welcome a brand new sponsor to the OP Radio Podcast. I'm talking MySheetsRock.com slash OP, promo code OP, O-P-I-E, comfortable, soft, breathable. If you're in the market for new sheets, check out MySheetsRock.com slash OP, promo code OP, O-P-I-E, Welcome aboard. Hey, this is my dad, the one that ate five edibles on accident. This is my cool Grateful Dead dis- distancing shirt, but you guys are too young to know about the Grateful Dead. Okay, <laughs> tell them. I can't tell? Yeah, you have, Teach people a little something. We don't have time. You have to talk about oh, your, the edibles. I didn't, I didn't know. So how did you feel after you ate them? I Like I was dying. Ask anybody that's had way too much edible, way too much five doses I was I couldn't even get out of the chair I felt like my head was spinning I was dizzy I had to close one eye to see shit <laughs> uh, and then my wife had to somehow get me into the bed which she had a hard time sliding me yeah because she's tiny and you're huge <laughs> and uh, then I passed out and it lasted 24 hours and it was terrible not something you want to experience. Don't do drugs. Well, don't do too many. Okay. All right, I'm really excited about this episode of the Opie Radio Podcast. I'm going to get Brother Weeze on the phone in a minute or two. Uh, as you know by now, he's my mentor, and he still does radio up there in Rochester, New York. He's 73 years old. And, uh, you know, during his show, he's feeling hungry, so he goes downstairs because they got a home studio for him right now because of the COVID-19. He reaches into the refrigerator. He sees these cookies, yes, in the refrigerator, and and thinks to himself, man, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat these cookies. It turns out that the cookies were edibles uh, from his son, Sammy. This all happened live on the radio and uh, I want to start this episode by going through just a little bit of the audio before I get Brother Weeze on the phone. This is how it went down. Check it out. I got to tell you something. I don't have my peanut butter cups from uh, <laughs> Vitamin Choice. Yeah. I keep, they're all in Florida, and I use them for eating on the radio one. So I went down to the refrigerator just now, went down there to try to sus- get some yeah. sustenance, and there was a little sleeve of little cookies Ooh. In the refrigerator, I'm telling you a true story. So I started eating them. I started thinking, could this be Sammy's edible weed? If this is Sammy's weed, oh, wait. Oh. How f- I could end up insane over here. How many bites did you take before you had that thought? One, but I ate them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I had to have some. There's, I can't. Uh, but, you know, Sammy's the edible king. I'm telling you. It's, yeah, good. He's a professional. So at this point, Brother Weeze isn't totally sure that they were edible cookies. But then his wife, Doreen, texted the radio show. By the way, Doreen texted, said that the stuff you were eating, those were the edibles that he bought in Colorado. Uh Uh-oh, Weezy. Cost a lot of money. How many did you eat? Because it could be really bad. Now I'm getting paranoid. (laughs) Don't make me paranoid. I'll let you know if I start getting high. Okay. Believe me, because I won't be able to... Wait, you did that within the last few minutes? Huh? You did that within the last few minutes? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, dear God. Oh, yeah. Well, that was you? during that break, during the last break. <laughs> oh, God damn it. How many did you have? 
four. <gasps> Jesus, we no, cookie. no. No, little cookies. How many, little. how many milligrams per? How the hell do I know? Look at the package. No, it was in a. It was just in a tube, a clear tube. You need to text Sammy. There's no package. There's no nothing. You need to text Sammy. Yeah. By the way, I have this thing at my house. Like, if there's something like new in the fridge that you don't know what it's yeah. about, you need to inquire. Like, hey, is this? Is it okay if I have there's these for someone? Here. There's nobody here. Oh boy. You still need to inquire. <laughs> could you have just? Could you have just not put it in your mouth? I'm, I was hungry. I got nothing. Mm-hmm. I've been drinking coffee like grown-ups do, but with yeah. no anything in my tummy. <laughs> this is absolutely awesome. At this point, let me see uh, the clip you're about to hear. He's 30 minutes into his trip after eating five edible cookies. Check this out. Oh, my God. Sammy said that you should eat one quarter of one. I don't want to hear it. I ate four you goddamn getting wheezy. paranoid. Four. Or no lie, Doreen's like Doreen's telling you to make yourself throw up. But what I've read is it's online. It's too late, um, and too you late, have to be baby, careful of like late. low blood sugar. So like if you start to feel weird, you should eat something sweet or drink some juice. Yeah, and I these were there's sweet. only been a few adverse uh, Don't cases. Don't tell me. One guy went crazy, yeah, and shot, said, shot and t- killed his wife. Uh. <laughs> Which is not funny, which, which up, I think please. you could do on any given day. Um, and the other guy dropped dead. Oh, there you go. You're going to be fine, Weez. And by the way, those I would just cookies. like to know the, the total milligrams you consumed. Yeah, and those cookies are not, those aren't silver dollars. Those are I'm pretty t- big. Let me hold one. Can you those see? are good-sized cookies. I, no, no, no. Let me hold. Here. That's one cookie. Can you see how little? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, It's like a Girl Scout uh, trefoil cookie. Exactly. Oh. That's what I was hoping they were. But, you know, here's the weird thing. Girl Scout trefoils come in individual sleeves, not little baggies with zippers on top. Booby. Why would you do that? Why would I eat a cookie? They're Why saying, would I eat a yeah. cookie? It says Where does it say THC? Right on the top. I can't see that. <laughs> I don't see it, Joni. You don't see the T, the H, and the C? No. Why don't you make oh, some toast no. or have some oatmeal? <laughs> I can't see it, but God um, damn it. Oh, boy. I'm, I Actually, I'm pissed. My boobie's worried about me. I, what, what, well, you might yeah. have to, you can have ang- you can have drowsiness, confusion, vomiting, anxiety, or panic oh, attacks, psychotic episodes. He's not going to have a psychotic respiratory episode. Respiratory depression, take heart nap. problems ranging from a regular oh. heartbeat Would to you heart attack. Weez, well, you've taken harder stuff way in the past. Come on, yeah, you're... way in the past. Is can I tell you how embarrassed would you be if you died from overdosing on cookies? THC. I think it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> hey, Weez. If, yeah. if you're the reason that Governor Cuomo doesn't legalize marijuana in this state, I'm going to hate you forever. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my. Wait a minute. Caffeine from the coffee will help keep them down. Oh, there what you does go. it mean, keep them down? What's that supposed to mean? Help keep you, keep you from. I don't, know. I don't know. But I'm not looking forward to uh, 915. Whew. Uh, I'm already getting weird. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know why I'm taking such pleasure in this, but uh, now we fast forward. Uh, Brother Weez has eaten five edible cookies. Now we're about 45 to 50 minutes into his trip, and things are starting to slow down. Uh, Mama Cash took a dive on this day 46 years ago. 1974, Mama Cash Elliott, the lady you just heard, Died of a heart attack. Morbid, it's a morbid fact is 
that she died in the same apartment that Keith Moon of The Who did also. Ugh. And it, it was what? That's awful. Yeah. Uh, and it was owned by singer songwriter Harry Nilsson. Uh, situation is, Dale will explain it to you, but I got to uh, take a powder and we'll report back later. You got it, Dale? We're good. All right, now things are getting really serious. Uh, Weez is about an hour, hour and a half into his trip after eating the five edible cookies. And Weez is sitting in a recliner, barely moving, as uh, Deanna and Dale finish the show and describe what's going on in the Sodas studio. We're going to get Weez on the phone in a minute here. Uh, fun fact, Dorian just updated me. Weez actually ate five cookies. <laughs> 50 milligrams. Five cookies. So, uh-oh. She's got a bucket. It's not good. Is is that part of the normal process, the bucket? If uh, Some people become nauseated if they take too much. Yes. Oh, my God. All right, I'm going to call Weez in just a minute here, but I want to welcome a brand-new sponsor to the Opie Radio Podcast. We're talking MySheetsRock.com slash Opie, promo code Opie, O-P-I-E. You know, we're in the middle of summer, and a lot of us are sweating our you-know-what's-off in the middle of the night. And uh, that's not good. That's not good at all, man. You don't want to wake up hot and sweaty. Not anymore, my friends. Uh, MySheetsRock.com. They sent me sheets. I got to tell you, I love these sheets. They're so soft, so comfortable, and they breathe. So you're not soaking your sheets in the middle of the night in the middle of summer. MySheetsRock has created the regulator sheets. They're designed specifically to keep hot sleepers cool and cold sleepers comfortable. They regulate temperature, wick moisture, stay breathable, and are so soft, you'll sleep uh, comfortable every single night. That's right, because these sheets, they're made from best-in-class bamboo rayon, the holy grail of sheeting. This miracle material transfers body heat two times more effectively than regular sheets and reduces humidity by 50% so you can experience your best night's sleep yet. All I know is, man, I'm getting a really good night's sleep. The sheets are just so breathable and so soft. I really, really like these sheets. And if you don't believe me, well, they got five-star customer reviews, and they speak for themselves. Plus, they offer a 90-day risk-free trial and free shipping and returns. If you're in the market for new sheets, give them a look, man. MySheetsRock.com slash Opie. Enter the promo code Opie, O-P-I-E, for 10% off and free shipping that's MySheetsRock.com slash Opie, promo code Opie, O-P-I-E. I love MySheetsRock.com. Opie Juan Kenobi. Brother Weez, how are you, buddy? I'm, uh, I'm all right, bro. How are you? I- I'm good, man. I <laughs> I had to check in uh, with you after the the, uh, the edibles incident. I was I was listening live down here on Long Island, and uh, not only was I laughing my ass off, I was also scared shitless for you, man. Bro, the worst part was, and she listens to your podcast, but. The fucking thing, Deanna was killing me if you were listening. (laughs) I mean, here I am. I ate five big doses. As a matter of fact, my son, Sammy Davis Jr., is here with me now. The kid's an herbologist. I'm not kidding you. Right. He he studied herb. He makes edibles. 
these particular cookies were commercial from Colorado because Sammy was just out in Denver. Right. And him and his girlfriend, who's also a professional herber, yeah. both got really fucked up on one cookie. <laughs> for, for, they got fucked up for eight, nine hours, and I ate five cookies. Uh, yeah. And, 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 oh, the thing is, <laughs> yeah. I, the whole thing was a, such a nightmare because it was a break. Now, you know about radio. Yeah. Uh, it was a break, so I had to get something in my stomach. So I ran downstairs, opened the refrigerator. I, You know, the minutes are ticking away. So I see this sleeve of cookies, and the sleeve looked a little bit like what Girl Scout cookies come. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so I see the cookies, and I open it up, and I eat a cookie, and it's not bad. It's like a little cinnamon cookie. And it's funny because everybody else I talked to yeah. said most of the shit they have, you can taste marijuana. You did These were good tasting cookies. <laughs> so I end up eating five goddamn cookies. Oh my I come God. upstairs, yeah. and Doreen was away in the car, and she heard the show. And when she heard about the cookies... She knew what they were, and then she told Deanna, and then Deanna says to me, and I'm just telling you, Opie, I was fucking praying that that Doreen was pranking me. Right. I was flirting. Yeah. And then I and so you know, as when it starts kicking in, Doreen makes it back home. I'm up here broadcasting. She walks up and gives me the look. And you know when you, uh, I don't know if you ever had the marijuana paranoia, of but holy, of, oh bro, of course. And so she's giving me the look, and anything that anybody's doing, yeah, is just making me feel worse. And Deanna keeps reading off statistics, yeah, of every terrible thing that could happen. To yeah, me. that's what was making me laugh so hard because I was listening to this whole thing. And I'm like, they are not helping whatsoever. Because I understand the the marijuana paranoia, I, I dip into the edibles a little bit. And when you uh, said, "Hey, I was just downstairs and I was hungry," and I, I do understand that world. During commercial break, you you want to get uh, yeah. as much food in as possible. And I'm thinking to myself, when you said that there were cookies in the refrigerator, I immediately went, "No, no, 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 yeah. no." Cookies in the refrigerator. No one puts cookies in the refrigerator unless they're the special cookies. Oh, Jesus, Opie. It's just that with all the food and not, that's why everybody was trying to make me, you know, be the biggest idiot in the world, yeah. which was true. Yeah. I was. Yeah. But once it happened, I can't take it back. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just taking off on this trip. <laughs> and everyone's telling me, what a piece of shit I am. What an idiot. Yeah. And and then it went really bad. I can only imagine. Do you know how many milligrams were in Bro, each cookie? 15. 15 per cookie? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's that's crazy. No, it's funny. It's like everything you've been through in life, you got the cancer, you had yeah. you had Vietnam and all these yeah. other crazy things that we've talked about over the years, and uh, and cookies almost took you out. Oh well, God. that's 
the broke. My son, so meanwhile, Sammy was in New York at the time. Yeah. And they're, and they're his cookies. Right. So he finds out about it. And during, you know, I, I thought, I'm not kidding you, bro. First, I thought I was going to be the first guy ever to die from marijuana. Sure. I don't think anybody's ever died. Right. But I thought, but then I did hear after I got better that some old guy my age did die. You know, because he had other shit. Right. And he had a heart attack. Right. And so the whole time, all I can think of is if I fucking die, because I don't care about dying. I'm not kidding you. Yeah. I, I don't care about dying, but I always worry about the people I'm leaving behind. Of course. And, and I'm thinking if I died, fucking my Sammy will the rest of his life feel like he killed his daddy right so i was worrying i was worrying more about that than dying yeah but but bro i'm in the chair right now that i went to when i started and i melted into this chair (laughs) i don't don't know if you saw the video i saw everything did you see it put me in the chair yeah, they couldn't really move you that well, and you couldn't oh, move. You, your whole body went numb. By the way, I want to back up slightly. We're talking 75 milligrams of uh, THC uh, in, in those five cookies total. That is, that's unbelievable. Yeah, but, but wait. Yeah, go ahead. Check this. I don't know. I'm sure you heard all this. Yeah. But Doreen has this very wacky, strange friend who's in the marijuana business in Colorado. Yeah. And, and he's a, and he's also the purveyor of all kinds of CBD. Right. Which which between you and me, I don't I don't believe in any of that shit, but forget it. Yeah. Anyway, the dude has a farm out here with marijuana and shit, and so he spends his time between here and Colorado. So Doreen calls the guy up. Right. He's coming over with magic CBD. <laughs> yes. That's going to fix me, right? Right. So the guy who looks exactly like Charlie Manson gets here. Uh, way, you know, I'm already gone. He gets here. I'm looking at him with one eye. Yeah. He gives me this friggin'. But the reason I'm telling you about him is because he tells Doreen that he takes more than that every day. Wow! Yeah, some of these guys, some of these guys could build up a tolerance. I, I sort of believe it. it. But this guy was the one that was supposed to help you. I'm thinking they're going to get paramedics and medical people to your house because you are an older gentleman with yeah. 75 milligrams in your system. And next thing you know, uh, it's a guy with really long hair, a true yeah. hippie that grows marijuana, yeah. but not the kind that gets you high. Uh, it's the CBD version of that because I, I heard on your show. Um, that uh, locals actually stole his crop because they thought it was the the, the real the real deal, and it was only CBD uh, type plants. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you something else. So the, I I have uh, he make he has made me over the year, uh, two years now, CBD with THC. Okay, he makes he makes some of it with the shit in there. Yeah, from Colorado, I had. A, that that I I screwed that up one night too. <laughs> I I over I did the wrong number of drops. Yeah, but oh, I had the dry heaves. Oh, the man. dry heaves, bro. 
I was, you know, everyone was going, throw up. Right. Throw up. Right. I can't throw up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a little later, I get the dry heaves. That sucks. Now, I heard you explain all this on, on your radio show. Uh, obviously, everyone knows I listen every morning on the iHeart app. And um, first of all, I mean, you had to tap out of your own show, and then they were given play-by-play as you're literally in a chair, and they can't move you, and, and, and it, it was a bad situation. Like, what happened first when you started realizing, like, oh, my God, I'm going down for the count? I thought I'd try to fight it a little bit. Of right? course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying, and I got to do a goddamn radio show. Yeah. And then I then I had a live com- I had to do a live commercial. Yep. And that's when I that's when I knew. Actually, I said to Dale, the producer, bro, I don't think I can do the ad. Yeah. And I know that, and and you know, to normal people, that must sound absurd. Right. Why can't why can't I read an ad? Yeah. But I did it, but it was, you know, terrible. And, <laughs> and, and, and after that, you know, I was looking at other stories and I, I, I couldn't, it was gone, bro. I couldn't function. Man. Couldn't that, function. And then they couldn't get you on the bed at first. And, oh, uh, please. And then you were out. It, last, yeah, it lasted 24 hours. Jesus. Now, how paranoid were you getting? Like, this is the part you didn't talk about on your show, which I wish you did. Like, what were, what, after the show and now, you know, you're on your own more or less and you're dealing with this and you can barely get out of bed or move. Like, what were some of your thoughts going through your head as you were basically tripping? My thoughts were like, when will this be over? That kind of like, yeah. you know, when, uh, I, I, it's funny because at four o'clock, I think it started nine o'clock ish. Yeah. And at four o'clock, Doreen shook me up and said, You want to eat something? Like, ah. Yeah. So a guy from a pizza joint sent over a pizza, which sounded good in my brain, but I took one little, I couldn't even eat, bro. <laughs> couldn't even eat. Oh something you like to do. Yeah. Uh, late in the night, though. Doreen gave me the best food in the whole world. So you take a guess. Oh, What's the best food? Uh, it's ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> it is. No, but no, bro. Yeah. That was the best. Can I tell you why it's ice cream? Because I went through a slightly similar situation as you. That's why I was really uh, kind of relating to you. So. When I got uh, let go from SiriusXM and all that, uh, all that you know, all the drama from uh, all those years over there. Yeah, uh, Lindsay was I was I was seeing a therapist and I was doing my yoga and I was doing meditation and I was getting my 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 shit back together because it was a long haul for for myself. And uh, Lindsay's really into the yoga world and the hippy dippy, so she brought a shaman over to our apartment in New York City. Oh, <laughs> yes, I love it. And this shaman, you know, he was supposed to do Reiki, and uh, you know, he was blowing, uh, he was burning all sorts of stuff, and he had tree branches, and he was dressed like a like a Native American, and in my building in Manhattan, the people were like, what the hell's going on up there? And then he brought drums, and he's drumming. Oh, my. And, That's phenomenal. And things are burning, and he's and he's hitting me with these, like, branches, and he's giving yeah. me Reiki. And Lindsay's sitting uh, right next to us, right? 
But the guy never told her that I was going to do some, quote, medicine. And this is, I guess, maybe how desperate I was back then. Because all of a sudden, he's like, you ready for the medicine? I'm like, well, what the hell am I doing? And he's like, oh, it's from the Amazon rainforest, right? So he holds this thing up to my nostril. And he goes, you ready? I go, I guess. He goes, all right, hold the one nostril uh, closed. And he blows this shit into my nose, right? Where he's... So next thing you know, the whole right side of my body is is on fire. I could feel every nerve ending on the right side of my body. Oh. I'm like, holy, what is going on? And Lindsay's now kind of panicking because she's like, this wasn't part of the deal. And he's like, you're ready for the other nostril. And I, at that point, I'm like, I guess I got to trust this guy. Long story short, he blows it up to the second nostril. And then he's really chanting and drumming. And dude, I took off on a fucking trip, man. Oh, and how long? The the key, yeah. how long? How long? It was uh, probably nothing like you. That I mean, I'm not trying to compare myself because what you went through is insane. It was probably no, but- it was probably an hour or two. But then he's like, "Look, you you know, you're gonna start getting sick, but that's getting all the negative energy out of you. You know how some of this stuff, you know, the, yeah. how, how they talk. So now yeah. I'm puking and dry heaving, and next thing you know, I'm scared to open my eyes, and I, 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 my whole body's on fire. And later on, I thought, did I just do heroin or something? You why why are we why were, were we so trusting with this guy? But it, supposedly it's some tobacco based thing, and it goes back thousands of years and blah 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 so i'm dry even like out of control and then he lays me down on the ground i refuse to open my eyes and i hear Lindsay walking him out of the apartment and in a weird way i had some kind of strange peace come over me and uh long story short when i finally started feeling like i could open my eyes and the puking stopped i reached for the ice cream and and that's <laughs> and that's, that's what, it. That it was the long way around to say I, I knew exactly what you wanted ice cream. It just makes you know perfect sense. It's a cure all. Hey, yeah. listen, you just brought something up. I don't know if you caught this today. Yeah. Did you hear about the yoga? Oh, the goat yoga. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Were you aware of it? Of course. Yeah. Oh, we did. We never even heard of it. I think it's I think it's a scam. I mean, you know, me and Lindsay were listening this morning and uh, we we're kind of laughing because yeah, obviously if you go to one of those classes there's there's baby goats, you know, wandering around the room and and they're shitting all over the place most likely. And then <laughs> and then you get you got to think that the assistants uh for this yoga class are just taking the baby goats and putting them on your back. You know, you know what I mean? They're not just climbing all over you without uh yeah. assistance. Yes. That's what the, the the guy said. Yeah, the guy said they climb on you. I, I think it's I think it's just one of those things you do <laughs> to tell people you did it. I mean, you know, me and uh, me and my wife, we do a lot of yoga, and uh, she she has no desire to do that. Hold on a minute. What? I'm leaving. I can't hear you. Leaving? I'm leaving. My daughter Lucille Ball. I'm I'm embarrassed to say that I uh, I'm a fan of her TikTok. <laughs> what? I'm a fan of her TikTok. <laughs> Lucy Horowitz. I know. Holy mackerel. Where was that personality all these years, man? I've seen Lucy since me and you reconnected when Lucy was being born. So that was 20-something 20, yeah. 20 years ago. You know, I lost touch yeah. with you for about five or six, and we've been in touch ever since. So I've been watching uh, Lucy grow up from afar, and I'm like, where the hell did this personality comes fr- come from? Well, that's a funny thing. I didn't know she had one either. Right. She, <laughs> I didn't even know she had one. Yeah. And uh, 
it popped out from she's a little nutty. Yeah, she, she's like the old man. I like it. She's entertaining, man. She, I guess I don't look at that stuff. <laughs> anyway, oh, I'm reading. I think one of the best books I ever read right now. And for people that love really great music, it's called Testimony. It's Robbie Robertson's book from the band. Oh. It's, it is. You can see the reviews. Yeah. This book, it's unbelievably phenomenal about this kid, Robbie Robertson. I could talk about this a little bit because, uh, you know, I know you're a huge fan of The Last Waltz. And did you see the other um, uh, documentary on the band that came out about a year ago? Yes, I did. And and then you learn a lot about Robbie Robertson because I think he put it together with uh, Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Robbie Robertson had such an insane upbringing. His his father uh, beat the shit out of him and his mom, and then it turns out that it wasn't even his biological father. Yeah, and he turned out to be Jewish. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> yes. And then, bro, the stuff you won't see, because, you know, a book is so much more in-depth. Sure. At the time, he went down and played with on the Hawks, Ronnie Hawkins. Yes. Uh, and he, 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 he went down there at... 16. Yes. He's from Toronto. Right. He went down to like the deep south. And when they found out he, that he found out he was Jewish, they would say, oh, baby, yep. lock up your wallets. Yeah. And everybody did. <laughs> Be prepared. Right. And then they asked him if they, uh, you know, because they didn't know any people from Canada. Yeah. And they asked him if there were any black people up there. Right. The, the way they treated, I mean, this guy. The, uh, the stories, Ray, Ch the, as he progressed, it is the most unbelievable, if you know about old music, like Ray Charles and tons of everybody. You know, he ended up playing with Dylan. He started out as a little kid. Yeah. It's amazing. I know. Well, you forgot the one part. So when he finds out who his real father was, uh, I right. think his father wasn't alive, but he was a, he was a Jewish gangster from Toronto, right? Right. right. Yeah. Did you? Do you know what happened then? No. Well, then what happened was, you know, he couldn't believe necessarily that his mother, you know, had this affair with this guy. So the mom, who's a, a Native American, uh, takes him and introduces him to his two uncles, the yeah. two Jewish uncles. And they're gangsters, too. Wow. And the one guy... Gets Robbie involved in the in the diamond industry yeah. with all these gangsters, yeah. and it, it was all bad. Right? Bad. Yeah, I I gotta I gotta uh, read that book because I'm I love the band and I love that uh, documentary that Robbie Robertson did recently and uh, and Levon Helm. I mean, what a talent that guy was! My God, I, I talk about him singing. Uh, the night they drove old Dixie down oh, during the last it. waltz, it could be the best vocal performance ever, right? Well, if you read the book, bro, because I don't think much of this could have been in the documentary. Yeah. So when he went to play with Ronnie Hawkins, Levon was, you know, Levon's from Deep South. Yes. The other dudes, a lot of them are Canadians in the band. But Levon was his first guy, and Levon's a few years older than him. And they became blood. There's so many great stars. I got to tell you one quick one because I just finished this part. They played a bar in Texas called the Skylight Lounge. And it didn't have a roof because the joint burned down. Yeah. 
And so they had a play there. They just had driven there from Canada to Texas, and they couldn't believe it. And I, long story short, they got stiffed. And a few months later, JFK was shot. Long story shorter, Jack Ruby, the guy that killed Lee Harvey Oswald, was the owner of that joint they played where they got stiffed. Wow, <laughs> how crazy is that, man? Yeah. Yeah, they were dealing with Jack Ruby. Right. And so just think what they felt like when that thing broke. Yeah, no kidding. This Robbie Robertson, it's a story. It it is something. And I've read Janice, you know, I've read Keith Richards, Mick Jagger, Janice Joplin, Linda Ronstadt. This is the shit. Oh, I, right can't, I can't wait to, to read the book. I got to ask you something, um, going back to the, uh, the edible cookies and whatnot. I was, yeah. listen, I was listening to your show. So a lot of people don't know, like, you know, you're me and you are so damn close and tight. And, uh, you know, you're like my mentor, my brother, my father, my friend, you're all those categories. And, and, uh, it's so weird because you spend a lot of time in Northeast Philly where my wife is from, like literally, yeah. literally yeah. Like, like a mile apart, which is, which is insane, you know, but you were really? telling a story about, um, your days down in Northeast Philly and you went, you went kind of through a drug, f- uh, phase and you only touch oh. on it every once in a while on, on your radio show. Well, I know what you're thinking about. I, you might've been thinking when I told the story about the guys at Huff Talio. Yes. Yes. Please tell yeah. that. Yeah. So we, well, we, you know, uh, Opie knows what the homes look like in Philly. They call them the father, the son, and the whole, they're three story yeah. row home. They're yes. all row home. Yes. Everything's a goddamn row home. Yeah. So uh, I lived in a drug house basically. And sometimes guys in the basement will be, what we called Huffin Talliol, which is paint thinner that they soaked a rag in, then put it in a bag, and then they would put their face in the bag and huff, and they would get wacky. And we we would be on the next floor up shooting drugs (laughs) and everything else and thinking that they were, we used to go, look at these scumbags. (laughs) Sometimes they would come upstairs and it looked like they had, I don't know how it happened. Yeah. Maybe they were huffing glue. Right. But glue would be all on their face. Oh, my God. Uh, we had, I, you know, I even had the hog farm. Right. And this is, this is in 1968 or 9 or 70. And that was a very legendary group of hippies from the hog farm in California. Uh, and they were traveling around with Osley's acid liquid and they were dosing people and it was just yeah an insane time and i remember you know thinking that everybody else was fucked up (laughs) and as year as the years go by because i thought we knew every you know i i you know when you do lsd you know today people will frown like crazy but it does expand your mind I'm telling you, yeah. that's what it was made for in the first place. Right. So, you know, but as I got older and older and older and older and older, you know, I started thinking maybe we were the douchebags. Right. <laughs> I, I didn't, but you well, never think it's you. No, it's funny because you tell these stories on your radio show, and I love, 
I love your uh, the people around you. They're just in shock a lot of times, and I just I just sit here on Long Island laughing my ass off. You were telling the story. You you were a, a postman for a while, right? Yes, I was in Germantown. Ask Lindsay if she knows where that is. Oh, sure, I well, I know where that is. I was a mailman in Germantown. I was not exactly a mailman. Yeah, because I was a, a substitute, but I drove. Yeah. A relay truck, and I delivered parcel posts right. in Germantown, yeah, uh, in Philadelphia, yeah. But I laugh because, and it, you know, it sounds horrific, but it's so many years ago. That's why I laugh. Uh, but you, uh, there were days you decided you didn't really feel like delivering the mail, so you would. Where would you throw the mail? Just in a dumpster and go home? No, it's no <laughs> nowhere near that bad. I used to. You know, it's funny. I ran into this guy. Yeah. Let's say twenty years later or something. Okay. There was a guy on my route. There was a radio. Was a record uh, representative. Okay. And I used to steal his records all the time. Oh yeah, we all did that growing up. There you go. No. But I mean, I never. I used to dump junk mail. I made sure people. Oh uh, okay. And right. I and, and and where I delivered mail was a very poor section yeah. and people waited for their checks. You know, people waited for their checks every month. Believe me, I was there. Oh, okay. The All right. That fair enough. I, I, no, cause I, I, you know, Deanna likes to say, I, I wouldn't, I, I, you know, I took records and I got rid of a lot of junk mail. I might've lost a magazine or two. Yeah. Dumb, that, you know, that's just all. dumb stuff. Not, yeah, I get it. No, because I was Nothing laughing good. because I had a, a circular route where we had to deliver the circulars, and we would have hundreds of these damn things hanging off our bikes. And I'm like, most of the people aren't going to notice if they don't get their stupid circular. So we actually did dump tons of our our circulars yeah. so we could cut our route short, and we would throw them in uh, the dumpster or sometimes down the sewer uh, just so we could be done with it. Cause it would, it would take, I don't know, all day to try to deliver this stuff on a bike. And we were thinking who the hell is going to complain about not getting a circular. So we always cut our, uh, our jobs, uh, short to go home faster. Nobody ever complained, right? Uh, no one complained. No, of course right, not. No, no, of course not. Um, oh, damn it, circulars. it's funny, you know, uh, when I was in Rochester and I was actually, uh, you know, doing my thing at, uh, you know, the old radio station there and you were the morning guy and you took me under my, uh, you took me under your wing. And I was, uh, also like in a house where a lot of drugs were going on. Like I, have oh, a, I remember that house. I got a lot of similar stories as you, but my stories are like, uh, wheeze light. They're like a step below you, but I knew it was time to leave Rochester. I was like on the fence. Should I stay in Rochester and make a life for myself? I really liked it up there. I liked hanging out with you and a bunch of other people. I had friends and girls and all that. But my uh, my apartment that you went to many times for parties and stuff, it really became a place where people just hung out and did drugs all day. People that uh, weren't getting their lives together. And I was on the fence whether I was going to move to Buffalo or not. And I got I, I uh, was drinking with my friends Sunday night. Nothing crazy because I had to get up and go, you know, to the radio station and help you out or whatever I was doing at the time. And so me and Buzzy, who was also living in that house, we were the responsible yeah. ones. And we were the ones that were paying the rent. Everyone else was kind of just hanging there and sleeping wherever the hell they wanted. And anyway, uh, long story short, you know, we're just drinking a few beers on a Sunday night watching football. These guys start, you know, doing some lines of Coke and then they're doing, you know, uh, they're smoking pot and they're drinking. Yeah. 
Anyway, I wake up at 5 in the morning because I have to be with you at 6 to help you out. You know, I go to bed responsibly. So does uh, Buzzy. I wake up, and uh, as I'm getting ready to leave, these guys are still up, and they're now smoking crack in, in our oh, living room. Oh, my God. In our living room. And I, oh. and, and I knew that was a sign that it was time to move on because we were in that weird area after college where we were sort of still playing the college game but trying to get into the real world. And, you know, good old Pete Coughlin, our old boss, he was trying to get me to go to Buffalo. That was the morning that I went, yeah, I am fucking out of here. And I, I think I left like two weeks later, and that was it. But that, that turned out to be a, a great move, right? Yeah, yeah, but I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And then I saw these guys. I'll never forget it. And I go, I, I, it's time to grow up a little bit, you know? I'll still have some fun. I'll come back to Rochester and see everybody. But I got to move on now, man. Got to move on in life. All right, sorry for the abrupt ending, but uh, I'll tell you why. I wanted that episode to be nice and clean, me and Brother Weeze having a fun episode without talking politics. But I stopped it right there because I asked him a political question, and we did another 20 to 25 minutes. And it's a really, really good political discussion, but I wanted to separate the two. So on the next episode of the Opie Radio Podcast, it will be me and Weeze talking some politics and if you're easily triggered, then just avoid it and not download the episode. I also want to say uh, at the end of the episode there, talking about moving to Buffalo. And that was to take uh, a job at the Fox to do overnights and also help with the morning guy, the bear man, who's uh, no longer with us, unfortunately. He passed about a year ago or so. Uh, a great, great guy. And I got to say, man, I owe so much to Brother Weeze, and I don't think I would have made it to Buffalo to start my uh, full-time radio career because before then I was, um, I was a part-timer at WCMF, the only station that really rocks. And I was lucky enough to get hired there, and I, uh, I was a promotion director. But I also knew I was just a young kid out of Geneseo that uh, this was an opportunity to really, really learn radio. So I would hang out at the radio station all day long. I was like a rat. And I would go into Stan Main's office and learn about how to program music for a rock station. Then I would go into the production room and hang out with Mark Ellis as he was uh, putting uh, together spots and and being really, really creative about it and, and doing characters and stuff. And every once in a while, he would let me do a character voice, which was awesome. And then I got to go on Janet Merriam's um, afternoon drive show, and they allowed me to just do traffic. Uh, on Janet Merriam's show, but then we would have a little banter back and forth, and we had some nice chemistry, and I learned a lot doing that as well. And then I would jump in the van with Mark Cronin, who was a radio veteran. He, he was through the wars of radio for many, many years before I came on the scene. And, man, it was priceless driving around the Rochester area with Mark Cronin and learning everything about radio. And then the sales department, Pete Coughlin, who was the uh, general manager at WCMF, the only station that really rocks. He was the one that moved on to start this um, radio station in uh, Buffalo, the Fox. And he goes, kid, are you ready? I want to hire you for overnights. And boy, was I ready. I wasn't ready for the $14,000 a year, but I was ready to get my, uh, my show going officially. 
But I owe it to Weez, and I'll tell you why. Because when I was at WCMF doing all these jobs around the radio station, I was also learning sales because I wanted to learn. I, I wanted to learn everything about radio, and we had a uh, a client party. And Pete Coughlin at the time, he thought I would make a great salesperson for for radio. And I'm like, fuck that. I really want to be on the radio. I want to have my own show someday. But I was confused, and I was also, like, keeping an open mind. Fast forward, we're at a station event or a client party or whatever, and Brother Weez is there. And I walk in. At this point, me and Brother Weez are pretty close, you know. And I walk in with a suit and tie on, and Weez, I'll never forget it. He looked at me and went, bruh, it's either a tie or no tie. You got to make that decision right now. Basically saying you can't do both. You can't try to have your own radio show and also be wearing a tie and and learning the the sales part of uh, the radio business. I'll never forget that because I think that was one of the last times in my entire life, by the way, besides weddings, that I ever wore a tie. And I went, man, you know what? He's right. I got to go all in. Uh, as far as just getting my own radio show together and uh, just priceless advice from from Brother Wee. So just wanted to, to mention um, that as we wrap up this episode of the Opie Radio Podcast. On the next one, we go politics. Me and Wee's, it's quick. It's like 20, 25 minutes. I think you'll enjoy it. Also, really fast, um, as I look at the calendar, it was three years ago today that I brought my pal, Carl Ruiz, up to Rochester to meet Brother Weeze for the first time. And I was so excited for those two to meet because I really felt like Carl was a younger version of Brother Weeze. And, man, I wasn't wrong. Those guys hit it off. And it's so weird that it was uh, three years ago today. Uh, a couple pictures popped up on my Instagram to remind me of that. And, uh, man, it's it's getting close to a year uh, that Carl passed. And uh, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm here to say that I'm not even close to over it, but uh, I cherish uh, the time I had with, with Carl. So I just wanted to mention that. With that, Carl, let's do this. Boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo. <laughs> 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 <laughs>